Welcome to Climate Watch, a podcast that delves deep into the pressing issue of climate change. I'm Gao Junya. Argentina is the largest grain producer in Latin America. It also boasts the region's second largest cattle population, surpassed only by Brazil. The global leading supplier of grain and beef now grapples with challenges posed by climate change. And the global climate crisis has also further accelerated the melting of Argentina's spectacular glaciers. In today's program, we delve into Argentina's climate landscape and the proactive measures the country is undertaking in response to these challenges. There is a noticeable surge in Argentina's clean energy initiatives, with hydroelectric plants, solar endeavors, and nuclear projects making significant strides. And the Belt and Road Initiative has injected new vitality to Argentina's green development. For more on Argentina's sustainable trajectory, I have spoken with Alfredo Jaramillo, a journalist from Argentina. First of all, could you please provide a brief overview of Argentina, including its climate characteristics? Argentina is the second largest country in South America, just behind Brazil. Its economy is mainly based in the agricultural industry and is one of the leading soybean, wheat, and corn exporters in the world. Um, it has a diverse climate. It has a large coastal sea area that extends from the border with Uruguay to the extreme south to the province of Tierra del Fuego. Uh, just before the Drake Passage that leads to Antarctica. It has vast fertile plains known as Pampas, in which agribusiness are mainly located. And the country's west, the Andes Mountains, run along the border with Chile. And the country has also lots of natural water reservoirs. Mm. Personally, I also know Argentina has a large land of glaciers. It's quite famous for its Patagonia, right? The glaciers. So how has climate change affected Argentina? Could you share some specific examples? We know that Argentina, like you said, is the world's leading agricultural producer. How has extreme weather events such as heat waves, inconsistent rainfall affect its agriculture? Well, Argentina has been uh, mainly impacted in recent years by drought. As you have mentioned, it's one of the world's leading grain producers. So drought has affected the country's economy hard in the past years. That means a lack of foreign exchange reserves that proceed from agricultural exports mainly. So um, what we have here in Argentina is that less rain during the sowing season and lots of rain in the harvesting season, which is especially difficult for farmers to collect the grains and export them. And that's also related to the um, El Nino phenomenon, mm -hmm. uh, which you probably heard of mm -hmm. here in Latin America, which is like a current in the Pacific Ocean, which makes some changes to the traditional seasons. So the whole cycle has been changed due to the climate change. Heavy rains have also caused floods in the north of the country. But I would say that what has most affected the country is, is drought. Um, to the agricultural economic uh, complex in the country, it has been really hard to cope with this situation. So many companies, agricultural companies, or even small farmers have been assisted by the government, either with um, tax breaks or with subsidies, 
just to cope with the economic losses derived from the climate change. Mm. Uh, also, as you have mentioned, the glaciers in the south of the country that are located near these natural reservoirs that during winter are mostly frozen or with tons of snow have melted in recent years, which have also translated into great volumes of water pouring into rivers, into lakes, and that has affected also inhabitants in those areas. Mm -hmm. So um, all the, the whole country and the, the specific regions, the different regions have been affected by, by this general phenomenon. And the government is still trying to address these problems with different approaches. Mm -hmm. And of course, with, with the help from other governments or institutions, including the International Monetary Fund or development banks from China or from other regions. Yeah, you've already mentioned that the government's taking some measures, including giving tax breaks to those small-scale farmers to deal with climate change. What else, what other measures has the government taken in response to climate change? It has mainly fostered and supported the transition to renewable energies. Sometimes it provides direct financing to companies that are willing to change the sources of, of energy they use in the industry. For example, the main energy source was legacy sources, that's gas mainly, or even hydropower, which is uh, has been developed in the country 50 years ago. So that has been, in recent years, the government has attempted to change this by providing companies with um, direct financing or associating with green funds across the world to provide the companies with the possibility of accessing green energy. Or even the government has, has organized some tender for solar and wind projects mm. in which many Chinese companies have participated and won, by the way. That includes, for example, in the north of the country and the provinces of Fujui and Oken in the border with Bolivia, some large solar farms have been installed and are currently producing energy. And the government has also, for example, established some incentives to consumers to produce their own energy, for example, with solar devices mm -hmm. that allow the consumers to sell their own energy to the electricity market. Mm, it's quite interesting because as far as I can recall, South Africa, it has this deficit of energy. It's also encouraging those private businesses to contribute to their national power grid. With, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite similar. Yeah, you've mentioned that there's a lack of foreign exchange. In general, what hindrances does Argentina face in its fight against climate change? Well, the lack of funds and financing is the main obstacle to carry out the energy transition in Argentina. Argentina faces high credit costs. That means the sovereign Argentina as a sovereign country also has the creditors are demanding high interest rates to borrow money, mm. to lend money. Um, so it's the same for private companies that are willing to carry out this transition. This financing is really hard for private companies, even small companies, not the bigger ones, mm. but small companies, for example, that are producing at a small scale some industrial goods face mm. these kind of problems. So they need either the need of development banks or um, help from other governments in the form of financing, but they are not able to lend money from the market to carry out this transition. Mm. Some of them have issued green bonds, but that's in a very small scale. And also, I would mention another obstacle, which is the important fact that Argentina has recently 
put into production the Vaca Muerta shale oil and gas basin, which is located in the Patag- north of Patagonia. Mm-hmm. The country has the second largest shale gas reserves in the world, I think just behind China, wow. and the fourth largest shale reserves worldwide. So this is a critical aspect of the fight against climate change because Argentina relies heavily on this Vaca Muerta basin to become an oil exporter. Mm. which will also help the country to solve this foreign exchange shortage. So in the short term, the government will need Bacamorta Basin to improve the income of the country. So I personally don't think the country will abandon the fossil fuels Mm. as the main source of energy Mm. in the short term. It won't abandon neither the renewable energy sources, but it will still rely a lot in the fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. So I think that may represent an obstacle for the government to meet the Paris Agreement goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally understand. I think the challenges Argentina is facing are those challenges Global South is facing. Of course, it takes time for the renewables to replace fossil fuel. But like you said, yes, Argentina is determined to develop green energy. I've learned that Argentina is developing a number of clean energy projects to enhance its energy structure, such as the Gauchari solar project you mentioned, the Nastar Kirchner George Sapernik hydropower plant, and the Atucha 3 nuclear power plant. Could you provide an update on these initiatives? How significant are they for the sustainable development of Argentina? Well, they are very significant, foremost, because some of them are located in provinces, so they're not based in the capital of of Argentina, which is Buenos Aires. Mm. So they are also important for the regional developments and and to decentralize the economy of the country. Mm. Uh, So, for instance, Cauchari is located in the north of the country. It has an installed capacity of 350 megawatts. Uh, it has already started operations in 2020, and they're currently considering an expansion. The project has been very successful and is very well regarded here in the country. The hydropower projects, the Kirchner and Sepanink dams you mentioned, mm. are located in the south of the Santa Cruz River. The project has presently an advance of 50%. It is undergoing construction right now. Some of the the turbines have been installed, but it hasn't started to produce energy yet. It is expected next year, the dam will be started to be filled up next year. And in the next couple of years, it's expected to to start producing energy finally. Regarding the the nuclear uh, power plant of Atucha 3, the negotiations are currently halted. The agreement for the start of the construction works has been postponed until October this year. Mm. An update on this matter is expected for the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. When I was doing the research, I was so excited to find that Argentina has so many clean energy projects. That also means Argentina, it has these resources, right, to develop clean energy. Yes, because we have a vast land, many rivers, many lakes in the south. It's a a country climate diverse. That's the reason I think why many companies are investing in Argentina nowadays, Mm. other Chinese or American companies as well, Mm. uh, or European companies, because the country has a lot of conditions to develop these green energies. 
Yeah, Argentina joined the Belt and Road Initiative last February. Can you highlight any advancements or achievements related to climate change within the framework of the BRI? Well, signing the the Belt and Road Initiative, I think it has provided Argentina with the possibility of accessing more financing to these green energy developments that otherwise it wouldn't be available. The commercial exchange and also the political exchange between the two governments have created the possibility of. Developing new projects in these areas.、Mm-hmm. And what role do you expect the BRI to play to further support Argentina's endeavors to address climate change? Well, I think the availability of new technologies provided by Chinese companies in the country, in the country and in the region, will allow the expansion of this sector, and of course, that will impact positively the fight against climate change. I mean, in the form of Creating and developing new solar farms or wind power projects, and the speed of the changes has increased very rapidly、mm-hmm. in the past few years. I would like to say that、um, the signing of the Belt and Road is part of responsible of this recent developments.、Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And personally, have you visited China before? How do you evaluate China's efforts to improve its environmental sustainability? No, I haven't visited China yet, and I, I would really love to visit the country to see how they are dealing with these matters.、Um, I have read a lot of what's going on in China.、Mm-hmm. I have read a lot about the、um, the industry of the renewable energy sources, and of course, I'm very interested in all the technological aspect of this. I think China is、um, setting up a model for some other emerging countries regarding how the industry. Can be developed. How an economy can be fostered from the governmental sector toward the private companies, or the association between private companies and governments towards a model that can fight climate change with a, a shared effort between the parties. And I think that's a very interesting aspect.、Mm. And、uh, in your opinion, what lessons can other countries learn from Argentina's experiences and strategies in combating climate change? And promoting sustainable development. Well, I think one of the most important features of Argentina is the role of the civil society and the social movements that have promoted changes in the country.、Mm. So, regarding climate change, I think social movements have created an agenda, have raised awareness about the need of this climate change. Also, I would say that、uh, Argentina has a long history of. Economic practices related or based on traditional farming or traditional fishing、mm. that still persist in many parts of the country, and are currently being protected by the government or by the civil society. So I think these historical and heritage practices are also a model to follow in the future to preserve regional economies and sustainable. Economies、mm. in the in a small scale, and also I would mention the the presence of vast natural areas that are protected by the government, yeah, which will have a very crucial role in the near future. That was Alfredo Jaramillo, an Argentine journalist. Climate Watch is CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line about this critical issue. Listen to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Now let's follow Yang Guang to catch up with the latest climate developments across the globe.
Bangladesh has joined Global Wind Power Club with the inauguration of its Cox's Bazar wind power project. The project is set to provide Bangladesh with 145 million kilowatt hours of clean electricity per year, reducing carbon dioxide emissions by 110,000 tons. Indonesia's president has vowed to prepare as much as five million U.S. dollars in financial assistance to help fellow island states address climate change challenges and develop sustainable ocean management. Germany is accelerating the expansion of onshore wind power. Newly installed capacity in the first nine months of this year surpassed last year's total. Europe's largest economy plans to install up to 10 gigawatts of onshore wind energy every year. South Sudan has secured 215 million U.S. dollars from the World Bank to tackle water-related climate impacts. A new report in New Zealand provides further evidence that greenhouse emissions from human activities are putting pressure on the climate, which is adversely impacting the environment, communities, Maori interests, infrastructure, and the economy. Last but not least, a report says climate finance provided by multilateral development banks reached a new record high in 2022. Over 60 billion U.S. dollars was allocated for low-income and middle-income economies in 2022 to deal with climate change. That's all we have for this edition of Climate Watch. To listen to this episode again and to catch up on our previous episodes, you can search Climate Watch on major podcast platforms or visit our website radio.cgtn.com. You can also contact us via radio at cgtn.com. All your comments and advice are valued. Climate Watch is brought to you by CGTN Radio. Our producer is me, Gao Junya. Our executive producer is Holy Mei. Yang Guang brings us the latest climate developments for this episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs>